but today, uh, inshallah, we'll take a break from our regular Riyadh Salihin Darsh just to discuss something that's a little bit pertinent for uh, for the time and place that we're in right now, which is when I was like your guys' age, because um, at least in the masajid that we used to go to, a majority of the people were not only immigrants, but they were like very fresh immigrants. And we were small children, so the community was not super integrated. So either people came to the masjid or they didn't come to the masjid. From the people who came to the masjid, the Christmas and uh, New Year's and Christmas Eve and Christmas trees and Secret Santa and this type of stuff, it was not as uh, it was not as big of an issue, it didn't seem like as big of an issue because we had a smaller community, it was more tight-knit and uh, uh, socially it was not as integrated in uh, American society. Now, mashallah, we who were small children at that time have grown up, English is our native language, we have friends, we have family, we have uh, uh, people who uh, you know, have entered into Islam in greater numbers, mashallah, in the masjid which is a, a fadl, it's a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fact. Um, and with it comes a new set of challenges, which is every year it seems more and more people will ask me that, uh, you know, what do we do for Christmas? Is it okay to take an invitation if someone asks you to like come to their house uh, to celebrate with them? Is it okay to buy gifts for people? Is it okay to receive gifts from people, etc., etc.? And um, although Muslims are not, like, it's not part of Islam to like be like a general in the war on Christmas. You understand what I'm saying? Like Christmas is not the, people celebrating Christmas is not the problem with the world. We don't celebrate Christmas and it's not part of our deen. But Christmas itself is not like the problem with the world. If you see somebody, if you see like whatever, Jim on the street, okay? The issue that Jim has is not that he gives, you know, has a Christmas tree in his house and that he's giving gifts to his children or whatever. The issue is what? Is kufr. That he neither knows Allah nor does he know the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He doesn't believe in the Qur'an. He doesn't believe in the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He doesn't know that Allah is one or he doesn't bring it into his heart. The kufr is the problem. The other things are secondary issues that can be, uh, uh, you know, like ironed out. But what happens is because especially when not based on knowledge, the nafs when it reacts to things, it reacts in one of two extremes. One is like, what's the big deal? What's the problem? It's not even a religious holiday anyway, anymore. Which I think a very solid argument can be made for that, but it's known to everybody that the origin of Christmas is a religious holiday. Even though most people don't celebrate it religiously anymore, people don't go to church, it has nothing to do with, with uh, Sayyidina Isa it has nothing to do with any, it just become like this kind of a consumerist orgy. And if you want to know about what my thoughts are regarding that type of thing, you can go to the SoundCloud and listen to what I said on, you know, the whatever Black Friday uh, with regards to going shopping and buying stuff that you don't need. It's itself a problem. So there's one, one uh, uh, extreme which is like, what's the big deal? We can celebrate, it's not a big deal, which is wrong. It's wrong. Chris, Christmas is what? Christmas is originally a holiday of certain of certain uh, parts of the, the uh, Christian uh, uh, religion. In the early part of this uh, uh, nation's uh, colonial history, many of the Christians didn't celebrate Christmas. The pilgrims, you know the pilgrims, the Mayflower and all that stuff? They didn't actually didn't celebrate Christmas because it's not really originally uh, anything having to do with the religion of Sayyidina Isa 
And it doesn't even have anything to do with the religion of Paul. It doesn't have anything to do with the religion of the Nicene Creed. Centuries pass before it even becomes a big deal. So on top of that, even if one were to say we are celebrating the birthday of Jesus Christ, Sayyidina Isa it's not even on that day. And one might say, well, at least our spirit, you know, in spirit, we're celebrating the birth. He's a Nabi of Allah. You know, okay, we acknowledge it's not the wrong day. Uh, you know why it's the 25th of December? It's the 25th of December because there was a pagan cult in ancient Rome, uh, the cult of Mithra, which Mithra, the word Mithra itself is a, it's an old Indo-Aryan word, which means like a demigod, like an idol. And so, uh, uh, like, it's a cognate of the, like, Sanskrit word Mithra, basically, which means friend. But in the ancient Avestid or Iranian language, supposedly it, it meant like God. And so the cult of Mithra is a Persian, uh, a Persian cult of Saul Invictus, worshipping the sun, basically. The Saul Invictus in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the Roman religion was Apollo, the conquering, the conquering sun god. So, do you know how the Romans became Christian, right? Constantine was a, a co-emperor, right? There was something in the, uh, in, in, the, in the history of the Roman Empire called the Tetrarchy. The empire was so big, there was no text messages, emails, WhatsApp, so they can't communicate with each other, and it's really difficult to run a huge empire like that. So the Tetrarchy was what? They split the empire into two halves. There's the East and the West, and as the name Tetrarchy indicates, the East had a senior emperor and a junior emperor, and the West had a senior emperor and junior emperor, so Tetrarchy means rule of four. And so what ends up happening is that the Tetrarchy obviously uh, it lasted for some time. It sounds like a dumb idea, and in inevitably it broke down at some point. They started fighting with each other. So one member of the Tetrarchy was, was uh, the Emperor Constantine, and so he marched his armies from the West to the East, um, and there was a battle, and on the eve of the battle, Basically, like a number of the soldiers saw a dream that, uh, uh, and in the dream, basically, he was shown that if you fight in the name of the whatever the Saul Invictus, you'll be victorious. At first, he thought it was what? At first, he thought it was Apollo. So, there are three historical records of which god he uh, worshipped and asked for victory on that battle. Two of them are Christian sources, and the Christian sources say that, that, that he. Uh, 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 prayed and sought victory from Jesus Christ. And the third is a pagan source, and the pagan source says it's what? It's Saul Invictus. It's the sun, the sun god Apollo. Apollo isn't the sun himself, but he's the god of the sun. And so what ends up happening is later on, uh, um, what historians, many historians allege is that he thought it was Apollo, and later on the Christians convinced him that the sun god is actually Jesus Christ. Why? Think about this for a second. Like, it'll all make sense. I know it's like, you know, you're getting confused. It'll all make sense in one second. There was a very popular cult in ancient Rome. Ancient Rome was like India, like Hinduism, where they worship like every god and, you know, everyone worships everyone else's god. And it was just like a complete free-for-all. So this cult of Mithra came from the Persian lands into Rome and it became very popular. And they, they, they worshiped Mithra as the sun god. That's why Mithra's birthday is what? It's the winter solstice. Why? Because it's when the day is the shortest. After the winter solstice, the day just gets, keeps getting longer and longer and longer. So when, what happens is when uh, uh, Constantine, they convince him that it wasn't Apollo that gave him victory, it was Jesus Christ, the sun god. 
there is a conflation between both of these things that end up happening. And so Mithra, uh, uh, he dies on Easter and he's raised on the third day. And his symbol is what? It's an inverted sword, which looks like what? If you take a sword and put it upside down, what does it look like? It looks like the cross, right? So all of these weird pagan rituals that have to do with Mithra, they basically Christianize them. This is why uh, one of the ulama, he mentioned that Ibn Kathir mentioned that if anyone ever tells you that the Romans became Christians, don't believe them. And if anyone ever tells you that the Christians became Romans, then believe them. Right? So that December 25th is not just an innocuous day that, okay, what, even if it's the wrong day, you know, we don't know exactly what day Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam was born, even if it's the wrong day, but like at least we're celebrating a prophet of Allah. You're not celebrating a prophet of Allah. What are you celebrating? Some weird old, like, ancient Roman uh, pagan cult. There's nothing to do with the Haq, right? That's one extreme. The other extreme is, however, what? Just because it's the wrong day, it doesn't mean you have to be a jerk to people around you. That like your neighbors and whatever, you, have to, you, you know, you guys are mentioned, you guys are worshiping the pagan. Because to them, that's not what they're doing, you know, in their mind. And being mean to people is a bad way of getting them to uh, uh, listen to the truth. Being a jerk to people, part, you know, being a general in the war on Christmas is a bad way of, uh, of getting them to uh, listen to the truth. So what a Muslim should do is with great dignity, with, self, with some respect. Why? Not because of who you are and who I am, but because of the, the, the deen of Allah and His Rasul We say, we don't celebrate, this is not a holiday that we celebrate. We have our own Eidain. Allah Ta'ala gave and His Rasul gave us two Eids that we celebrate. And if this is your holiday that we celebrate, you know, even though we don't follow your religion, but we acknowledge that you follow your religion and we respect that. We're not here to like, you know, like talk bad to you about it. So, uh, uh, you know, you guys have your holiday and enjoy. If they give you gifts, as long as the acceptance of the gift is not considered a ritual act, you can accept the gift. Uh, uh, and my encouragement to people is that we should also give people gifts as well, not on Christmas, on, on, our, our own, on our own Eids and in general regularly as well especially our neighbors and things like that. If someone says to you, Merry Christmas, you don't say Merry Christmas back to them. But if you say Happy Holidays back to them, like nobody's going to die. No one's house is going to burn down. It's just good akhlaq, it's good adab, it's good, uh, you know, it's good character that we show, share with people. It's a holiday, right? You guys get the day off from school. You guys get two weeks off from school, right? It's a holiday, right? That's a matter of fact. It's not a religious issue. So if you say Happy Holidays back to somebody, nobody's going to die. What are you doing? You're showing the prophetic... Uh, uh, Example of good character and that's always a good thing, but then we don't cross the line We don't cross the line and then participate in the parties and worse than that is what okay Somebody has a Christmas party. It's different for some people You know if somebody is like both of my parents are from whatever from Uzbekistan or Iraq and like all of my family is here And that's who I'm gonna you know, spend my weekend with it's easy for them to say I don't celebrate Christmas some people here are uh, you know accepted Islam and our families are still like not Muslims, or some part of the family is still not Muslim, or some of us married uh, into people who are converts or have some part of the family that's still not Muslim. Um, and it's really funny because when I talk about these things, some people cop an attitude. They're like, oh, Sheikh, you know, easy for you to say you don't have any non-Muslim relatives. I say, how do you know? I don't talk about my personal life up on the minbar because the khutbah is about Islam. It's not about the life of Hamza, right? But at any rate, the, the deen is the deen, the ahkam and the deen don't change whether your relatives are this, that, or the other thing. If you have relatives and family members, it's the only time you see them in the year and there's like some gathering or whatever, you can go, 
you can go. If there's no business, there's no need for you to be there, it's better for you not to go. But for example, someone married, married someone who's new to the deen, or someone themselves has you know, accepted Islam some years ago and they have a number of family members they have to meet or whatever and go to. For some reason or another, a person has to go to one of these parties and gatherings. As long as the alcohol is not being poured, there's still some, some permission and permissibility to go. Once the bottles open, it doesn't matter who it is, you have to get up and leave. You have to get up and leave. And for somebody who doesn't have a need to be there, but they go anyway, for whatever other reason, professional networking, friends, whatever, once the bottle opens, it's haram for you to be in that room. You have to get up and leave. You have to get up and leave. There's no khair in being in that room once the bottles start to open. And people will see that when you leave, once the alcohol is poured. You don't have to tell, because they're not Muslims, you know what I mean? If you tell them drinking is haram, they don't care. They're probably just going to mock Islam anyway for you saying that. So you don't have to make a big fit, throw a big fit about it. What do you do? You just get up and leave. People may even make a face at you when you leave, but they'll respect you. Wallahi, they'll respect you. Even if they never admit it inside of their heart, they'll respect you and they'll remember that their whole life, that this alcohol that we enjoy so much, all of us know inside of our head, it does nothing except for ruin people's lives. And this person could have enjoyed with us, but they used their brain more than... Uh, use their emotions and they got up and left it will make an impact on them and even if it doesn't you save your deen save your honor save your dunya save your akhirah don't sit in those gatherings those are gatherings of heedlessness of ghafla those are the gatherings in which shaitan has the upper hand don't harm yourself don't kill yourself by, by just trying to be a nice guy it's better for everybody once the bottle opens just get up and leave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us uh, uh, tawfiq inshallah to give uh, good give a good example of Islam for ourselves, for our families, for our relatives, for the Muslims, for the people of other faiths. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of showing good character to other people. Inshallah one day all of those people who are celebrating Christmas, it's not far away that they'll be in the masjid as well and they'll be the ones who are celebrating Eid with us as well. Inshallah and you'll receive the reward for that. Don't think it's far-fetched, it will happen. Even weird and crazy people, you see Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi one day, you know, uh, uh, celebrating Eid instead of Christmas. It's nothing is, none of these things are weird. All of these things, people thought there were even crazier people than them. People thought this, there's no way this person will uh, end up becoming a Muslim and they died with la ilaha illallah on their lips. Uh, and so like to prepare for that day, remember don't be so mean or such a jerk with people right now that you mess it up for, for that day as well. Uh, but still keep your principles.